Hello, hello. Welcome to Series 2 of Satisfied. The Series 2 podcasts relate to the Live Out His Love and Satisfied by His Love Bible studies. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. I'm so glad you've joined me for this series of podcasts. Together, we will experience how Jesus satisfies our hearts with many good things that come from the goodness of His love. Today, we will look at how Jesus satisfies your heart with hope. A wonderful example of this is found in Mark chapter 5. Her story is in Lesson 4 of Live Out His Love and Lesson 4 of Satisfied by His Love. Picture this in your mind. A woman with a desperate need is in the midst of a huge crowd pressing around Jesus. Her life is a living death. She suffered for 12 years with no break. She used all her financial resources to seek out one doctor after another, yet she was worse. She may be in a state of depression and feeling hopeless. This desperate woman hears about Jesus and hope flickers in her heart. We don't know her name, but I like to call her Dottie to make her seem more like a real person, not just words on a page. I'll find out her real name when I get to heaven because she'll be there. What makes me really sad when I read Dottie's story is that she didn't have any friends bringing her to Jesus. She comes to Jesus on her own acting on her small faith, mixed with some superstition about his garments. But Dottie reaches out and touches his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stops. She feels it. Dottie knows she is completely healed. It is a vivid moment of joy for her. Jesus is a personal God who brings hope. When you look at what happened, you see that Jesus stopped the whole procession to interact with this one woman who touched him. I believe he knew what happened because he was always God. He laid aside his glory and did not use his attributes for himself while on earth, but he always knew what those around him were thinking before they spoke. He knew what happened, and he talked with Dottie as though she were the only one there. God's love shows no partiality. We are more than just a face in the crowd. Jesus wouldn't allow Dottie to recede into the crowd without public assurance that she is permanently healed because of her faith. He lets her know that he freely gave this healing to her rather than letting her think she took something secretively. The trembling woman falls at his feet and tells her simple story of why she touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Jesus calls her daughter, indicating Dottie has a new relationship with God, plus much more. She just wanted healing. Now she could enjoy community with people again, and she receives spiritual life as well. God always does more than we ask or think. Jesus satisfied Dottie's heart with healing, salvation, and hope for her future. Jesus takes a personal interest in you and me too, and he offers hope to anyone feeling hopeless. What is hope? The kind of hope that the world offers 
is generally the wishful thinking kind where someone is not sure they will get what they want or need, but they hope they will. Biblical hope is the confident expectation that God will fulfill his promises to you because it is based on the character and faithfulness of God. You need hope when you're facing something tough, when you are sad, or when you can't see the end of a painful time. Losing hope leads to discouragement and despair. Hope is essential to human life. In Titus chapter 2, Jesus is called our blessed hope, promising that Jesus is coming back to earth to make right whatever is wrong. But in the meantime, Jesus offers us hope now. In the midst of troubles, he satisfies our hearts with hope through healing and through comfort. Let's talk first about hope through healing. The psalmist said this in Psalm 103, verse 2, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. As we learned in a previous lesson, once you trust in Jesus, all your sins, past, present, and future, are completely forgiven. You don't have to wait on that. But what about the heals all your diseases part? We know through experience that God doesn't automatically heal every Christian from every disease. You or someone you love dearly may be struggling with a chronic illness or a debilitating injury. Is that true about you? And when you read through the Gospels, seeing Jesus heal so many people instantly, it's easy to question why that doesn't seem to be true today. So let's look at two things. Why Jesus performed so many miracles and how he heals today. First, why did Jesus perform so many miracles? Well, miracles authenticate the message and the messenger. Jesus' miracles demonstrated that he is God and that his message has authority. You have to admit that the miracles certainly drew people to listen to Jesus' message. Nearly every time miracles are mentioned in the Gospels, Jesus was teaching the people truth about God. So they do. Miracles authenticate the message and the messenger. Miracles also demonstrate God's compassion for his people. Through his miracles, Jesus showed that he has power beyond that of an ordinary man. The laws of the natural world which he created were not boundaries for him. Through his miracles, Jesus showed that he is the fulfillment of prophecy concerning the Messiah. The Old Testament said the Messiah would be recognized by the works he would do, healing the blind, freeing prisoners, and releasing the oppressed. Jesus basically said to people, I am that one. Miracles also showed that Jesus was God on earth. In John chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus called miracles signs, pointing to the fact that he was God on earth. The crowds just wanted the benefits, food, protection, health. Jesus wanted people to believe that he was their God in human form. That's the why. Now, how does God still heal today? God still performs miracles today. Though we may not see them as often as we'd like, miracles still authenticate the message and the messenger. For someone claiming to do miraculous things, 
you should always make sure their message exalts Jesus as the only way to God and that the Bible is their only authority and that forgiveness of sins is found only through Jesus Christ. Then you can be confident that you are seeing the genuine works of God. But as we look around at others, we need to remember that the greatest miracle is what God does to change our human heart from the inside out and redeem a lost life. He is doing that in abundance everywhere. In Psalm 103, the verse I read earlier, the phrase heals all your diseases could also refer to God enabling the human body to heal itself. God created this human body with a marvelous immune system. Yet you've no doubt seen where the same treatment for a disease will work well for one person, but not for another. We don't understand why, but we must trust God's goodness in what he chooses to do. Jesus has the right to choose what he brings into our lives. He tells us to stop being afraid, to keep on believing and to hold on to hope. Part of that hope is knowing that when God withholds or delays healing, He promises comfort. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Paul goes on to say in verse 5 that our comfort abounds in Christ. The promise is that our God comforts us in all our troubles. That includes those that just seem to happen to us, like chronic illness or pain, as well as those we cause because of wrong choices we make. Paul had a chronic physical illness. He writes about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Three times he pleaded with the Lord to take it away from him, but God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So what is Paul's response to God? It is this, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. God loved Paul dearly. He was doing the work God gave him to do, but God's answer was still no. So Paul said, I will boast in my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That frees us and moves us in the direction that will give us hope. Through any life challenge, including physical debilitation, God wants us to learn to depend more on God and His great power and to rely less on ourselves. He wants us to put our hope in Him and count on His work to deliver us when we are in the midst of troubles. Sometimes we want to just quit. It's God's power in us that makes us strong during those times. In His strength, we receive hope through comfort. Even the most loving parents must let their children hurt sometimes in order for them to live as adults. Think of the pain of cutting teeth, learning how to ride a bike and falling several times. God loves you more than the best parents can, and He wants you to learn how to live as His child, depending upon Him for the comfort and strength that flows from His grace to you. Human parents raise their children to be less dependent on them and more independent. 
but God raises his children to be more dependent on him and less independent of him. Whatever he brings into our lives that makes us more dependent upon him is good for us. You may feel that God is not noticing your pain. He knows. He chooses what will make you more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And suffering is an important instrument in his hands, much as you and I may hate it. In your pain, you can say to him, I am your daughter, Lord. Help me to deal with this situation. Please give me your hope and comfort. Remember that God is good all the time. You can trust His goodness in whatever He chooses to do in your life. Trouble is part of human life. Christians who are loved by God will suffer some troubles in this world. But Jesus is your comforter when you hurt. Our God created us with a spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. Another human cannot satisfy that thirst. Only God can satisfy the thirsty heart. Jesus Christ satisfies our thirst for hope and comfort when we need it. As the Bible promises, He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. I don't know where you are right now regarding pain, but a satisfied heart receives hope and comfort to go through whatever seems to be insurmountable odds. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with the goodness of his love, then live out that love. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by his love.